Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest of the Overboard Network's Below Deck podcast. We're back with Below Deck Legacy Season 10, Episode 6, titled There's No Crying in Yachting, Part 2. Now, I wanted to make sure we didn't miss an episode during the Christmas break and there wasn't like a part one that we missed. Uh, but I think they're just repurposing a title from Below Deck Med in a previous season. Um, you know, kind of nuts how I was following Captain Lee, like tweeting during this episode. And he couldn't take all the crying either. So I have a feeling when he gets back on board, hopefully there's not a part three that they can allude to here. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, in this week's episode, uh, Camille still commands the camera for all the wrong reasons. Uh, Alyssa continues to show us that she really isn't so innocent in all of these things, and we'll get into that. Um, Ross tries to make a bold move in the hot tub, and Sandy continues to insert herself into every aspect of the crew drama in very typical Sandy fashion. Uh, Sean, let's start with what I think is going to be the biggest storyline for the foreseeable future here. Like, I guess I'm just wondering when Sandy is just going to quit being Sandy in a way and like letting the department heads do what they need to do to operate the boat, because I know she has the best intentions as to what she's doing, but I don't think she's doing it in an effective manner, which for has however long she's been a captain and how much success she's had in the boating industry, like very much confuses me. She can't, she can't take a, a break from herself. Like, she can't take a break from being Sandy ever. Yeah. I thought maybe when, like, because she's, like, doing a favor for Captain Lee. She's the substitute teacher, right? Yeah. I thought maybe she would, like, tone it down a little bit. I mean, it's ultimately still Captain Lee's boat. But no. Uh, with the Camille stuff, especially, like, Captain Lee wouldn't have given Camille all this attention in this episode. Right. It's, like, <laughs> Well, because he has... He has department heads. He trusts Frazier. And I know we'll get into Frazier a little bit, who does address um, Camille eventually, but it he allows the people under him to do their jobs. Sandy, I feel like, doesn't really do that. She inserts herself to where, like, she's talking to the lower people on the totem pole and then not effectively communicating to like the department heads to the point where like Frazier was basically like frustrated throughout the episode. Cause he's like, Camille, you're not coming to me, which I think he has like a reasonable gripe about. Yeah. John, um, when he, that conversation between uh, Frazier and Camille, I was like, why is Frazier showing that? And I kind of remembered Frazier doesn't even feel really feel like Camille's boss. It's she's talking to Sandy or she's talking to Alyssa. Yeah. Or even Ross sometimes. It's like Frazier doesn't really even feel like the department head. And that's no knock on Frazier or the job he's doing. Like this, you know, like hey, they're getting huge tips. Like the ship's running smoothly. But it's I don't know. Yeah, Sandy needs to back off a little bit. Uh John, we're like as far as 
city specifically do you want to start actually with uh the anchor watch schedule yeah yeah so there's a couple of things i've got about sandy on this episode here so the the first one yes it's sandy asking ross to make an anchor schedule right ross being a pretty good bosun from what we've seen so far makes an anchor schedule because he knows the people he's working with, what their tendencies are, if they like to be up late, if they like to be up early, a la Tony. Um, Sandy takes that anchor anchor watch schedule, completely redoes it as if Ross didn't do it at all. And then everyone's upset. Um, Ross then after like two days is like, this isn't working, overrides Sandy and just says, like, let's just do the schedule that's, that's going to work best for us. I just don't know why Sandy can't just say, let's make an anchor schedule. We can go over it after, and you can give me some input. Like, she's just, she's trying to be the bosun. She's trying to be the chief stew. She's trying to be everybody. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, so she was having people, wait, everyone wake up in the middle of the night for, like, two hours. That was basically it, right? It looked like a terrible schedule. Like I tried, like it looked like everyone was doing like two and a half hours. So yeah, it was nobody, anchor watch by committee. Yeah, but so nobody was getting good sleep. Yeah, and I like, yeah, Cindy. Like again, you're the substitute teacher. Usually, when I have a we like in high school, we had a sub. She wasn't like rearranging the classroom and like throwing away the lesson plan or anything like that. Like the. Captain Lee had department heads in place. You don't have to do all this. I I don't think it's a sign of a great leader to like make it all about your ego. Yeah. And like, you know, hey, I'm the captain. I have to like, kind of like make my mark here and like show everyone I'm in charge. Like you don't you don't have to. You can just like sit back and make sure everyone just does their job. And whatever you think of Ross, uh, when he's not boasting, he's he's a fine boaster. Oh no. He's yeah, he seems like a fine bosun. We get it. We'll talk about his hot tub incident a little bit later. <laughs> but like like just to just to even go a little bit further, Sean, and then we can kind of move off of it. But like she takes Camille off stew off being deck and just and now she's just a full-time stew, right? Mm. Without talking to Frazier or Ross, or at least that's what the camera leads us to believe, because it seems like Sandy has a conversation with Camille, who's saying she's frustrated. Sandy has a conversation with Alyssa, who's saying, well, it wouldn't make sense to make Camille full-time deck. Yeah. And so, so Sandy's like, okay, well, then we'll make Camille full-time interior, and I will help you out, Ross. Um, well, I, I think what that led was to everybody being frustrated because Frazier does he wants less Camille. Now he has a hundred percent Camille. Um, Ross doesn't exactly want a micromanaging captain to be his like other stew other de- other deck. Yeah. yeah. He's just gonna like scrutinize his every move. Like I, I honestly feel like Sandy has just come in here and like blown everything up and she's had the best intentions about it. That's like the most frustrating thing. But we knew she was gonna be Sandy. We knew she was going to be Sandy. Yeah. So I know Ross didn't really want Camille on deck because she doesn't help. Yep. <laughs> it's weird, Jen. Like, Frazier doesn't really want a full time Camille, but Alyssa does. So I think that's the next thing we have to get into here. Yeah. Which, like, okay, Sean, we've had a storyline for every episode be 
Alyssa versus Camille, right? Like yes, they both much. snip at, they both snip at each other. They both have a problem with each other's authority, everything. And like, I don't think we have to like beat a dead horse here at weird saying, by the way. Um, <laughs> but we don't have to like beat a dead horse here and be like, oh, Camille's a bad worker. Like we know it. Everybody knows it. She's a bad worker. She has bad work ethic. Um, doesn't seem like a very pleasant person to be around either. Um but can we like pivot to now talk a little bit about Alyssa? Because I feel like we discussed it a little bit in previous episodes that like Alyssa isn't exactly an angel. And I really think she confirms that in this episode here where, you know, she brought out the waterworks right in front of Sandy. I don't know if Alyssa was actually feeling that distraught that she had to cry in front of Sandy but I also question, was that a way to like manipulate Sandy a little bit and get some traction on either moving Camille out of there or just getting Sandy onto her side? Because Alyssa brought up in a previous episode, like, oh, Camille's hanging out with Sandy right now, probably getting her to like take her side. So like Alyssa clearly knows that like there's intention for to get to get on Sandy's good side and and be the victim. I feel like they're kind of both playing the victim now. I like <laughs> Camille's like, oh, Cindy, Alyssa's like, oh, wow, Cindy and Camille are best friends. Like, all the time they're spending together. Yeah. When, like, Cindy's, like, basically, like, at the end of the episode, is like, you're about to be fired. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't like, fix this attitude. Um, yeah, John, I mean, I was very confused, like, what Alyssa wants. And, like, obviously, the, the fight starts this episode over a broken glass. And John, I sympathize with the Camille here a little bit. Uh, one of my first jobs in the restaurant industry, I broke a glass my first day. And then no one ever told me where to put it. Just not where to put it. It's it's very frustrating. Yeah. Because like they're like one, like it's going to destroy the whole garbage system. I forget where it ended up going. I think I just went right to the dumpster with it. But uh, yeah, broken, broken glass, it, it's frustrating where you're supposed to put that. Yep. Um, Alyssa's just very condescending when she talks to Camille. I like we've all worked with people like Camille. I'm sure that there's are just bad at their jobs and don't try. I I just wouldn't talk to her that way though. I don't. It's it's like it's like feeding it. It's it's creating more problems. It's not going to get like Camille to work harder or like no. be smarter or anything. It's like she's just Alyssa's being mean to her just to kind of be mean. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like um, Alyssa is kind of like fueling the fire a little bit and just like she's like stoking the fire. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, yes, Alyssa, you're still above Camille, but like this isn't how you get people to like work together. And I think I, I I tried to rewind it and I tried to put closed captions on, but even when like Camille like apologized to Alyssa, now she did that because Sandy told her to apologize to her. Right. But didn't Alyssa kind of like say something like backhanded at the very end of it? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I need to see some action. Like, or, yeah, she's like, let's see if anything actually changes. There may yeah. have been something else even worse. Because I know, like, Camille walks away from that conversation with a bad look in her face. But, yeah, I, like, you can't, you start at the top. I, Alyssa, I wouldn't want to work with her. I yeah. wouldn't want to be a third stew under her. No, I, I feel like, like, it's, isn't this Frazier's apartment? Why is Alyssa, tasked with disciplining Camille 
They're like, why is she allowed to? I don't, I don't really get it. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what Frasier or Haley are doing in most of these episodes. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. I, I guess like Haley's helping out Rachel a little bit, um, and I get it. Like Frasier's very like always on service, yada yada. But like, uh, either the camera just loves Camissa, Camille <laughs> and Alyssa, Camissa, Camissa, um, yeah even they just love those two so much like everybody goes by the wayside but i i gotta see something else here because obviously it's not it's getting to a point where it's just like not fun watching camille and Alyssa here at it's, this point it's too much it's too yeah. much and yeah frazier why are they always doing nights together you have Haley and yourself this is a pretty easy fix i think yeah like you have there's four stews. Like, have Camille just hang on, like, laundry all day. Yeah, well, I remember Camille... Camille doesn't understand that she's the lowest person on the totem pole. She's mm. like, it's not fair that you get you tell Alyssa everything to do, and then Alyssa gives me the thing she doesn't want to do. And Frazier's like, yeah, that's called super yachting. Like, that... and I, Like, that's what happens. Like, you're lowest on the totem pole, you're gonna get the crap jobs. It happens, mm -hmm. but like Camille, you have to understand. I, I mean, to be fair, I don't think Camille knew what a Dextu was when she signed on to be a Dextu. Absolutely not. No, I don't even think she knows what a stewardess is when now <laughs> she's full time stew. So you got to give her that credit um, or give her the benefit of the doubt here. Um, but man, it is just it's just getting tough to watch. So Jen, one more Camille Alyssa thing. So after the the meeting between all the department heads and Camille, um. That evening, when, again, Camille and Melissa are on nights together, uh, Camille goes to visit Ben doing Anchor Watch. You know, nice little, they make out, right? Yeah. They make out. She comes back, Alyssa's like, where were you? Camille's like, oh, making Ben coffee. Another fight. Uh, Camille, by the way, like, goes zero to 100 pretty fast. And it's like, you guys are making me want to quit the boat. And Melissa goes, we wouldn't mind. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's, <laughs> they're always working together. It's just wild. I don't understand it. Like we've never had this many stews, right? And we've never had yeah. like, this in general. We've never had this many people on a boat, and yet these two are like always working together. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but I think my point with all that was like, I was trying to give Camille the benefit of of the doubt. I mean, probably shouldn't have hung out with Ben that long. I don't yeah. know. But to be fair, like, did I actually think she was like gonna learn her lesson and like be better? Like, no, I didn't. No. I don't know. Um speak speaking of her and Ben, do you want to talk about a little bit about the night out? Yes, love to. So um we'll talk about I like I got a couple things I want to talk about. GG and those things but like let's just let's just continue with the cast here so um they have a night out i actually thought it went pretty well for the most part they go to dinner it's cordial no smoke breaks which is always something i'm interested in mm. but um pretty cordial um they don't go to like a club this time or anything like that they just go right back to the boat um hot tub incidents though some Hold things it. ensue sean so let's talk about um Obviously, Ben and Camille are getting after it a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
Katie is also in the hot tub and Ross gets in. Mm-hmm. Ross starts to just for no re- for I have no idea why starts floating floating over to Camille as if they like as if he wants to make out with her right in front of Ben, his lead deckhand, right in front of Katie, a girl he could hook up with. It's just the weirdest thing, man. I don't know if he was just so drunk or what, or this guy just wants what he can't have, but bold strategy, Cotton. John, there, I mean, look, we, we saw a dinner. Ross like brought a bottle with like a bottle of Coke. Is it whiskey and Coke? I forget what he was doing. Yeah. He was just doing shots. He he was like, hey, you know, this industry is work hard, play hard, but some yeah. of these youngins forget how to play hard. And yeah. we, we've had a couple of seasons where they did forget how to play hard. Yep. A couple, a couple of years ago, um, when uh, the, James, the British guy, was like, that we're going to party more this season. This is lame. <laughs> um, he would have fit in here. So, yeah, Ross is quite drunk. And Ross has had six of over a thousand women or people. I, I don't know that whole story. I want, I do want to learn more. I think we're, we're kind of seeing why that was. Yeah. Because this guy will just hook up with anything in front of him. But like, I get a, yeah, he's, he just goes right for Camille. Mm-hmm. And it's already pretty like it's established. Like there's four of you in there. You know Ben and Camille. Ben and Camille like each other. Kitty likes you. This should be a pretty fun four-person hot tub scene, right? Yeah. You both. You both have. <laughs> you and your buddy both have a girl. Like this is this no. is great. This is great. Yeah. And this guy is just guy's a loose cannon. And credit to, I mean Camille takes it pretty well. She's kind of like floats off. Uh, ben, that guy's a saint. Oh yeah, he just, he just like goes up to uh, Ross after like, "Are you okay?" And you know, Katie obviously leaves. The next morning, Katie. So to be fair, Ross does apologize to mm-hmm. Camille and Katie. Yeah, Katie just accepts that apology immediately. Like, I mean, maybe Katie. Katie's just a very understanding person. I don't know. It's a weird move. Um, <laughs> He did. I mean, I, I feel like that was good. If he had, to, he had to apologize. I think that screws up yeah. everything if he doesn't apologize. But also, like, oh, listen, this is a hundred percent on Ross. But like, Katie, don't keep being upset when he's hooking up with other guys. When like you don't make the or move girls, on yeah. him. other girls. When you don't make the move on him. Like, I if, think, well, they, if, they they made out. This yeah, episode. they made out, but like they get in the hot tub, like. Katie, just jump on him. You know, like you yeah. know he's gonna make out with you. Like I like if you jump on Ross, he will make out with you. The other time he hooked up, the other time he made out with Alyssa was because he wasn't making out with anyone. The time yeah. he tried to hook up with Camille was because he wasn't hook he wasn't making out with anyone. I'm like mostly joking when I bring this up because like what's, it's not what's the ob- what's the opposite of slut shaming? Also, Kitty, shaming? Kitty's, shaming? Being, Kitty's being pretty Rude normal. <laughs> Ross is huh? just, Kitty's being a pretty normal like girl that's like yeah into it. <laughs> Ross is just I don't know, man. This guy's kind of a problem. Yeah, it's he's, he's Gary without like like Gary's charms. Yeah, I'm just not as, any boundaries. Yeah, yeah, I'm not as charmed by him as I am by Gary. And yeah. I mean, there's a lot of similarities here. But like, yeah. What if, like, 
Haley or Cindy were in that hot tub. You, you, you got no clue what Ross is going to do. No. It's <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. I'm obviously joking when I say that Katie needs to be making out with him at all times so he doesn't make out with anyone else. But, Katie, it would, it would also work, you know? It would work. And if, if she's so committed to Ross for some reason, then... Yeah. It's not... You know, it's... I don't know. You're if if you're just advising Kitty if how to keep Ross from making out with other girls. Yeah, that is a strategy That's that would it. work. That's it. That's it. Yeah, maybe. Um, also, the guy's just a loose cannon. So, mm. um, uh, speaking of hooking up, Sean, um, I feel like our friend Tony caught a little too much of Ben and Camille um, clearly having sex in in the bunks. Um, there's there's a code. There's sense of indecency. If you're going to hook up with somebody and you're in bunk beds, you gotta, I mean, either don't do it or you just gotta be like, Tony, go sleep in Camille's bed. Well, it's tough because Camille has no pull with interior. So she can't use a guest cabin. Imagine Alyssa would freak the fuck out. (laughs) Oh yeah, but also Tony like doesn't Camille sleep with uh or Camille's in the same bunk as Katie. Oh yeah. So just feel like Tony go sleep in Camille's bunk. Like those two work together. Like I they already yeah. said they're okay with I guess with Kitty or, Kitty already had a rough night <laughs> watching her guy. Yeah. <laughs> really I I don't know, maybe there's a different code in Australia where Ben and Tony are from. They seem I mean, they're, more chill, but... they. I mean, they literally showed footage of those two yeah. humping, and then, like, Tony's just, like, on the bottom bunk being like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. You're, you're, you are right. It's nuts. It's, but, Camille, like, Camille, they got no pull in the interior. You gotta do something. You gotta do something. You can't... I mean, I put that on Ben as much as anybody else. You gotta... Oh, yeah. You got to, you know, you can't do that to your buddy, Tony. Mm. Um, but he was funny the next day and he was emulating uh, Camille. <laughs> uh, so that was funny. Um, Sean, you want to talk about our guests a little bit? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, so we got Gigi Fernandez still on board. Carries around her gold medal. Um, I don't know if that's everywhere or just when she's on super yachts. Um, I don't know what the insurance policy on that is. Um but uh, I is it weird that I think it's weird that she's just carrying around her gold medal? Yeah, you're taking through security. Mm-hmm. It's in your bag. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Maybe like, she, could you? She's gonna be on TV, so maybe like, could you imagine like going through security and then them being like, "What's this?" And you're like, "Oh, that's my gold medal from the 1980 Olympics. I'm still carrying around." Yeah. It's a weird look. It's, I'm it's not, a very weird. It's a very weird look. Yeah, I think it's wonderful that she won a gold medal in the Olympics. I'll obviously never win a gold medal in the Olympics, um, so I don't have the option to carry it around forever. But uh, I think it's a weird look. Let me see. So 90, 96 Summer Olympics, she won. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, we were kids then. I remember that. My uh, dad went to Atlanta for work, and he came back with a an Atlanta Braves hat for me. So it had nothing to do with the Olympics, but there you go. It, yeah, it was that summer, so yeah. what like going on there? Uh, but they do get a little uh, uh, tennis in here. 
Um, so it looks like they're playing some doubles. Uh, looks like Ben could hold his own on the tennis court. Rafa. Yeah. Kind of, um, not to step on awards, kind of a good episode for uh, for Ben. It's a good Ben episode, yeah. Because, yeah, people are comparing him to Rafael Nadal. He's kind of, yeah, he, he doesn't look terrible at tennis. Yeah. In Australian, so I think they play a lot. And I don't know. Good. You, a lot of good Ben things tonight. Do you think he could beat Gigi Fernandez in a game of tennis? No. I... Hell, let me look up how she is. I'm going to say no. 1964, she was born. So, she's 58? She's 58. I think she could probably, like, I mean, she's past the prime of her career, but obviously a phenomenal tennis player. He's probably in the prime of his athletic ability. I I think she could take him. I think I would, she could take him. I'd go with her. Um, yeah. I always heard, like, there's, like, you know, young golfers that are pretty good. It's always like, oh, because you beat, like, Jack Nicholas now or, like, a, a legend or a great. The answer, I feel like, is usually no. They, so, they, they know. They know. So there's just – there's another level they know that the average guy doesn't. And I'll always lean towards the pro. I mean, Jack Nicholas is 82 years old. I know. You know he hits his straight every I mean, he's really, he's really good at golf. He's probably the best golfer ever. You know, t- the debate with Tiger Woods, yada, yada, whatever. But, like, he, I mean, he's not that good now. Like, Yeah, I mean, he's probably really good at putting still. Yeah. Can't oh. drive it that far, but can always kind of get up and down. Yeah. So I get it. Old old guy? Yeah. I uh like yeah, he can be a professional now. Like he can play in the tour, but like like John, you're you're a solid golfer. Yeah. If you guys are playing, I would I would lean the golden bear. Yeah. I mean That's... I'd be I'd be fifty yards longer than him off the tee, and he would absolutely murder me around the greens. So yeah. Uh... Right, yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm gonna go gg here uh yeah yeah i tennis though i I will say that with tennis you peak when you're like 24 right yeah because that's why they always say like the guys that were so good like rafa and federer like they they were like the exceptions to the rule just because they were phenomenal talents yeah because federer was good for a while but like usually after like post like 30 you fall off a cliff, kind of. And I think for women, it's even it peaks even earlier. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, um, all right, Sean, we can move on. Um, the only other thing I have for these guys because there wasn't really too much for them, um, the jellyfish jellyfish incident. Um, so I remember there was a Friends episode, uh, good Friends episode, uh, um, about this about a jellyfish incident. So that's what I always think about. Uh, but a little scary there when you said somebody to yell help in the middle of the water, right? Yeah, there's what I think I was like in fifth or sixth grade once in my life out on like a lake and I kind of panicked. There, there's something when you're in water and you kind of panic a little bit, scariest thing in the world. Yeah, like tough. it really is. So, felt for her. To, the Tony saves her, right? Tony yeah. goes out on the paddleboard. Yep. Yeah, yep. 
So great, great. I mean, if I want to be saved by somebody, it's probably Tony, right? Yeah. Awesome guy. Yeah. But uh Yeah. That that I do remember that Friends episode. I didn't really watch Friends. Dude, I don't know if you know this. Like Gen Z and like teens are really into Friends now. Yeah, like came back, I guess, right? Just because of like I don't know if it's on Netflix or yeah, one of the streamers like Friends in the Office or I, it is on every day at noon. Like for like all like Comedy Central plays The Office all the time, and then there's some other channel that just plays Friends like every day at noon. So it's like mm. that's a lunch that's like a lunch break for everybody. Um, much, yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um, Sean, that's really all I got. Um, I Are mean, you- there was a lot that happened in this episode. Yeah, I think we covered it pretty well. Should we go into awards? Yeah, I you kind of alluded to yours a little bit, so why don't you go first? Well, I actually didn't go with Ben, although it's probably the right choice. I went with Camille because John Man, not since Rocky of Bulldog season three, has anyone quite dominated a season like this? Like she is really the entire show. There's not there's not one scene that doesn't really involve her. Like all the uh ross katie stuff uh, camille is directly involved like she's she's just yeah. everywhere and look she might get fired the episode ends with sandy telling camille hey if you like keep giving everyone attitude when they tell you to do something during the starter you're gone i i like i don't know this might be your last episode but she's just she's just everywhere um I will say, we didn't really touch on big freak out from Camille with Alyssa at the very end of the episode. Oh, yeah. I figured we'd talk about that next week because, like, I don't know what the conclusion is, but, like, Camille might not last 10 minutes after Sandy kind of talks to her. It, yeah, it was – it's it's something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, I'm guessing this is the last episode she'll win, but just the kind of, like, her her dominance of the season – I, I didn't give her uh, this episode. John, did, you, did, you, John, yeah. did, you, did you pick Ben for a winner? Well, I, I just want to comment on what you said, Sean. So, like, there are people probably screaming at their phones right now saying, or <laughs> however you listen to this, being like, Camille's the worst. She sucks. How could she win the episode? Yeah, she is, like, I don't know where this season would be without her. And I'm not saying that is, like, a compliment to Camille at all. All I'm saying is, like, she has made this season very interesting, probably for all the wrong reasons, but, like, all this conflict like the camera loves her um so like i support it because i think i had her winless episode like last week or something or yeah. maybe two weeks ago so um i picked ben i mean it's kind of it, like sean i don't know if you've ever done this but like i don't think i could date someone in like the friend group that everyone hates or at least maybe i did and i never knew it but like ben like is like kind of like dating camille and hooking up with camille and like Nobody really likes her, it seems like. That's like a weird spot for Ben, right? It is. I I don't know if I could do it either. But like, because they hit her for mostly legitimate reasons, too. Yeah. Like, um, I got to say, though, there's something, there's a coolness to Ben where it doesn't really affect him. No, I like no one blames Ben for dating yeah. Camille. Uh, but no, you know, obviously... They hooked up. Um, he, you know, showing off in front of 
Gigi, um, you know, having photos. Anytime you're compared to Rafael Nadal for any reason, I think it's a good look. And he actually does look a lot like Rafael Nadal. Yeah. I do feel like he's got to change his hair a little bit, though. It's just kind of like it like he needs to like tie it up or like add like more conditioner or something. So it just seems like it's just like sitting in like a very light manner. Like he's got to do something with he it. He needs to look. There's, I would love to be somebody to say I look like a pro tennis player. Yep. He he needs to lean right all into this and like, yeah. just call me hey, Rafa. Yeah, like where where's Rafael buying his clothes? Like where is he? How is he doing his hair now? Yeah, you're right. Yep. He should. He's he needs to go all into this because that's a great person to be compared to. Exactly. Uh, Jen, who should have losing the episode? Uh, I I mean I don't want to be smart enough to pick like the viewer, <laughs> but like. I, I kind of had like Sandy losing this episode and like, listen, I know she's just here as a replacement. I know that she's going to be gone soon, but like, I, I just can't envision her continuing to over insert herself into like every single thing. And like, I, I know she doesn't want to like fire somebody, especially when it's captain Lee's boat. It's like, no, no, no substitute teacher wants to send somebody to the principal's office. Like they're there for a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I, I just can't like Sandy has just continued to like ruffle everybody's feathers here. And like you expect it in blow deck meds. So you just kind of like accept it. So I feel like I'm taking a bigger stance here now because this is, this isn't below deck med. This is below deck, but it's feeling more and more like below deck med every single episode. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. And we already, we just got through a season of Below Deck Med, and I just, I kind of don't know. It, yeah, it feels like a different show, because she's not letting the department heads do their thing with Camille, and it's just, it's Sandy and Camille all the time, if not if not Sandy, or Camille and Melissa. Yeah, I'll say, I, I am going to be very interested to see what the uh, ratings look like this episode. Maybe not this episode, because, like, it's a weird week, but, like, let's look, like, in two episodes from now, if Sandy's still on here. Did people just kind of like check out after below deck after after Captain Lee left? Because like there are people who watch this because they really like Captain Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely so. right. We, we'll see. I, I feel like the past year, sailing yacht was far and away the, the biggest hit. Yep. I think by yep. like by a decent amount. And that's pretty shocking if you think like two years ago. But yeah. if you've been watching sailing yacht the past two seasons, it's not um john my loser was i kind of picked ross because he doesn't come across great here no he <laughs> I, not. I do appreciate that he apologized the next day uh and he's a good bosun i find like yeah him and uh kitty just made out in the middle of the charter too guys guys a little inappropriate yeah i mean she's into it but <laughs> I just feel like I feel like at some point he may need to be stopped in some way. I'm not saying yeah. for like anything like dark or bad, but like just just in, I don't know, just in general. Yep. <laughs> no, it's it's a good call. He doesn't look good in this episode. I think he's got to maybe kind of like cool it on the booze in a little bit. Um, but it is what it is. Yo, John. Speaking of, do you have any uh, new New Year's resolutions for 2023? Oh, um. So, yes, I would like to, um, I do two things. 
So my New Year's resolutions aren't ever about like doing less of something. Mm. Um, I was going to think about like, uh, you know, it was like, oh, maybe drink, drink a little less, yada, yada. But like that doesn't hinder me in life. So yeah, um, I'm uh, my goal is 5000 miles on the Peloton. Damn. And uh, um, and also just like try to like gain some gain some like like work out more, just work out more. Yeah. Try to like gain some muscle. I've always always been like a really thin guy, and like that's great because like clothes I had ten years ago still fit me. Um, but at the same time, like I've never been strong, so like that would be cool. Um, yeah. so you know, um, I don't I don't know if that's gonna pl- I don't know if it's gonna work, uh, but I'm gonna try. So what about you? Hell yeah, man! You bulk. No, I uh. Minor, look, the pods been going well. Um, we, we built something pretty, pretty nice in 2022. We got a pretty really solid loyal audience. Just want to continue that. Then also, gonna become a book guy. Okay, I, I got like a, it. I got a hundred dollars dollar Barnes and Noble gift card. Yep, for my in laws. So watch out. <laughs> All right. Well, let me know what you like, and uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll try to piggyback off a couple books if I like them. It's I get, you're not looking at your phone. That's nice. It's yeah. You, you need a break sometimes. Screen time is off the charts. So let's Same. try to. Yeah. So, all right, man, we'll be back next week. Um, take us out. Everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bon voyage. <laughs>